0: What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Schmovie. This is episode number 337. My name is Steve. and one of the co-hosts. As always, I'm joined by... Ron. And John. <laughs> <laughs> I like the slightly... A var- little variation there, Ron. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I tried, man. That's, and you're, and for those
0: watching on the YouTubes, your eyes said everything yeah, I needed guys. to hear and see when Damn, you said man. your name this time. Uh, what's up, guys? How you doing?
1: Pretty good. I'm good. Yeah. I just got in a sparkling water, like just like no, a new didn't. thing. No, you didn't. Yeah. It's a new thing for me. <laughs> Don't I'm tell serious. me. Serious. Yeah, man. It's a fairly new thing to me. I have, I've uh, tried, ging- I tried
0: multiple versions of those things. Like, Aaron, uh, I think she's trying to convince herself that she likes them still. But like, mm. everyone that I've tried, I've just not enjoyed. And then she like puts everything that she can in it to make it taste better. And I'm like, at that oh. point, why are we drinking this? Let's go actually right. drink what we want to drink. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, sometimes I, was... I do want,
0: like, the snap
2: of something carbonated. And if you get yes. it really cold, as long as it's not the kind of uh, bitter one. Um, but if you get, like, yeah, there's, there's are... some there's some that, uh, that, that, that tastes pretty good, but uh, there's not much there. But sometimes it's like it stops. Sometimes it's like, you know how if you drink water? you realize whatever it was you were about to do instead of drinking water was, was unnecessary. Like you're thinking you might eat a couple donuts and then you drink a glass of water yeah. and you feel so much better. And you're like, you know what? I didn't really need those donuts. My body was craving yeah. something more real. Yes. I think sometimes just like I can trick myself. I can, the thrill I want from like a cold can of soda, which is one of my yeah. sad addictions. Yeah. I can sometimes squint and get that from a sparkling yeah. water in a can that's really cold. But I yeah, I, I agree, Steve. It, it is sort of like a kidding yourself thing. Like Like when a friend of yours that's vegan uh talks about oh this stuff tastes just like bacon and you want to say like
1: no, it, I, I, it that's
2: great that's great that you have found something that makes you that happy right. but you yeah. know yeah. I, I don't eat bacon anymore either but i'm saying i still know it that's the stuff i've yeah. eaten that's fake yeah. bacon it does not taste like bacon it just sort of it resembles <laughs> and I, something and salty I'm pretty, that you remember you know yeah
1: there's in there no don't get me started on that whole conversation because it's i i battle with people about that all the time things are evolving though like things are getting better but like i know that some of the things that people point to and say like this tastes like such and such i know it doesn't because like, it's be not able to tell the difference well You're like, yeah i've yeah, had, I've had
2: chicken recently so i kind of will but it doesn't yeah. mean it feel... doesn't taste good you know like sometimes right
0: right that's yeah. the key yeah, it's just a different it's a different version of good yeah yeah and i feel like i feel like you're right There, some of these things though it's getting better, I think, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm not. Burgers vegan, are I, I don't, I'm not a vegetarian, like, but like, I don't eat a lot of red meat, but like, we we try yeah. those like Beyond burgers and yeah. like yeah. the um, Impossible burgers and things the, like the, that. Package like,
2: like raw like raw meat. The one if you've gotten that. Yeah. one. Yeah. if you make burgers yes, out yes. of that and season it up, it's like Jesus. That's no, this is yeah. in some ways I like it better because it tastes this good and mm-hmm. I don't have that added grossness I sometimes feel of eating
0: an animal I agree. product. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I straight up tricked my mom into eating one. She didn't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she didn't know that it wasn't what she thought it was. You know what I mean? Like, it's that yeah. close now. Yeah. Um,
1: um, but yeah, yeah. There's a couple. I'm 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 into this place called Slutty Vegan. That's located in in Atlanta. They they come up here every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Their burgers are nuts. And that's like a okay. One more place. I'll get this off my chest. It's like Hemisphere Burger or. It's like a mountain burger. It's like uh, you ever elevation heard of this place? Elevation burger. Have yeah. you had there? I, I have not, burger? No, no, no. I know. I I know. Steve, I don't know what kind of Beyond Burgers they use. Like they 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 have like a special formula that they use. They like hmm. I don't know what this. It's not like the regular Beyond Burgers. They like. They have Spice some sort of
0: somehow get some umami in there. I don't know. Something's yeah. in
1: there. I don't know, man. Some dust on it. They put maybe cocaine <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> That's what it is. That's, gotta
0: That's what, what it is. is. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Dude. Food. Oh, food's good. Yeah, man. Yeah. It is. Food. Um. All right, man. Well, I guess we kind of talked about it before recording, but like, this is going to be a pretty straightforward episode. Like we've seen a couple things. We finally have all seen uh, X. X which is, you know, uh, had its theatrical run, it seems, and it the the windows collapse and it's coming out in the uh, video-on-demand digital platforms. By the time this episode airs, it'll be available. So I figured we'd talk about it a little bit. Um, John had talked about it briefly before because he saw it in theaters. Um, so we're going to touch on that in a, a little later in the episode. But, John, why don't you talk about uh, the other kind of relatively new release that you were able to check out in theaters?
2: Well, yes, this closes out, I believe, my my picks for uh, South by Southwest. This was a movie that yeah, you was did at South it. by Southwest. So I finally <laughs> saw all three movies that I picked, uh, but but this is in theaters everywhere now. Um, it's everywhere awesome. uh, all at once, but it's the movie, everything everywhere all at once by the, the, the Daniels, the directing team that brought the us a uh, uh, Swiss army man, which is, if you saw it, you know one of the most unusually like emotionally affecting movies that you can imagine and this movie is set up much more clearly to be um kind of it was making me think of a pixar movie even before this movie makes a swing and makes a very huge pixar reference that it then takes from a joke to turning it into something else but i think that's what this movie does with a lot of things it takes a joke It's like the uh, fact that Daniel Radcliffe played a a farting corpse in Swiss Army Man. And that's where that movie starts is with that, you know, that that could be a joke. Um, Little sidebar. I was just thinking about how to my son's generation and kids maybe a little bit older. uh, Daniel Radcliffe was such a big part of their childhoods as Harry Potter. I had not really thought about like what it would have meant to me if when I was like 15, Harrison Ford had played a farting corpse in a movie. (laughs)
1: Right, yeah. Or if Mark Hamill
2: had done that, you know, and it just made me think about, A, what a great time to be alive if you're a kid, but also uh, Daniel Radcliffe's uh, acting career, I think it deserves, maybe we should delve into it at some point. I think that him as a topic is pretty interesting, really the whole Harry Potter crew, but him in particular, he seems like very interested in really taking the sort of career success that he had with Harry Potter and just saying, now I get to do whatever. Um, but, uh, to the matter at hand, that's the kind of movie they made a movie about a farting corpse that will make you laugh and cry, um, and worry about the corpse, uh, <laughs> which is a funny thing to say, but, uh, I think this, yeah, everything everywhere all at once is much more set up to be like a Pixar like movie where the concept of it is very just emotionally affecting just right off, a, a, a sort of overworked, stressed out, modern relatable very recognizable woman with a you know a a teenage daughter and a and a husband that's you know doing the best he can but not maybe shouldering all the weight that she is uh, so it's something very familiar to a lot of <laughs> homes across America I think um, and the, the world I suppose too but like taking that character and saying this is one version of a multiversal being who's had a lot of lives I think right now our culture has accepted that moment in a kind of mainstream way because so many movies and so many things have played with it but this is that sort of cool thing of like oh what if somebody took that idea but they weren't making a comic book movie and they weren't doing a property they were saying like what about the human story of that and right. what does it mean if you take mm-hmm. a person you know you know like look at the person in your life and say uh, their significant other and say like okay what if how would their life have been without me would it have been better would it have been worse it's one thing to say like i don't know assuming that maybe there's like a fork in the road that you can think about but that there are so many branching universes in your life this movie really plays with that idea that there's an infinite amount of versions of you and um i don't know if this is true or not but i'd read somewhere that the daniels which, by the way, that may sound like a weird thing to call the directors, but it's two guys uh, named Daniel. It's Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Um, I I read that they were originally approached to do work on Loki for Marvel and that they Mm. passed on that and then set their minds to this. And it's really interesting to think of directors going, oh, we could play in the multiverse of Marvel or we can do our own multiverse idea. And that they then were just like off to the races. I mean, we know from Swiss Army, man, how creative they could be filmically and stuff. And I think this movie really looked like it fulfills the promise of that movie. And then some in terms of the emotional heft, as far as like, what will people wow. this creative think of? There's one line from the movie that is uh, maybe come back to me in a week and see if I still feel this way. One of my favorite lines ever in a movie. I don't want to wow. say it right now because I feel like it could spoil a, a, a turn in the film, but. um You know, this movie is crazy and wild, and it asks you to sit there and kind of parse a lot. Somewhere in the last, it's two hours and 12 minutes long. Somewhere in the last half hour, like a lot of these kind of action-adventure movies that we see, it gets a little tangled trying to get you where it needs to get you emotionally. For the ending. Um, But the ending is so satisfying that when you get to the end, you look back and you go, you know what, I'm glad we went on this emotional journey. Michelle Yeoh, who has always been great, basically experiences everything a character can experience on film in this movie in some way, you Mm -hmm. know, we kind of go through her whole life. Um, And if you are a fan of hers, this, this is something I don't know if she's been speaking much about this, but this feels to me like a character that she hasn't gotten to do. Um, in, in a, in a kind of movie that she hasn't done as far as I know. Um, so there's just so much to say about this, but really after you guys have seen it would be probably the time to really dig into the themes and and everything, because I wouldn't want to ruin the fun. I, I would say that it definitely has that Pixar thing of when it gets to the big emotional moments, you kind of know what they are, you feel them coming, but they feel very well earned. And I just don't think you've seen it done this way before. And shout out to short round Ki Hui Kwan, I hope I'm saying that right the, the actor from Indiana Jones and the and the mm-hmm. Temple of Doom who I don't know if I've seen in much except for that and Goonies um he is excellent in this like he's kind of the heart of this movie like Michelle Yeoh is oh, wow. playing like an ordinary person who kind of finds their their movie star self across this the course of this adventure but he plays like just the sweetest best guy. I don't know. There's just something about that character and the stuff he gets to do as an actor. It feels like more than he's gotten to do before as well. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend this movie. took, yeah, I went we to, I will say I saw it with my 14 year old son too. And he at the end said, it was great. I loved it. I mean, you know, it's that kind of movie that, that people yeah. of almost any age, uh, I would say there are some sort of adult jokes in it. So I would say maybe, 14 might be the youngest. I would recommend letting see it. I don't know how people's kids are with like uh, dildo jokes and things like that. (laughs) But my my son's watched Peacemaker. So he's been broken in by by, uh, that kind of humor. But yeah, I I really can't wait for more people to see this and for it to just become part of our vocabulary. There's some some kind of iconic things that it does. And Jimmy Lee Curtis, Mm. I should mention her too. I don't know that I've seen her do this type of thing either. She's really kind of playing a, a disgusting, monstrous kind of person, but even that character gets room to have heart in, in a movie like this, so.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. really cool.
0: Yeah. I, I found like it's the kind of thing like, yeah, it seems like the word on it's very, very positive, even like, you know, it's got a great audience feedback, it seems. But it's really interesting to see how they've rolled that out. Like, it's, it's one of those yeah. movies where they've... Like, they did, like, a really small release for, like, two weeks where they had, like, really high per theater averages, kind of like what Liquor's Pizza did. And um, over the last three weeks, it's kind of gone to, like, a pretty wide, you know, a, like, a full-out wide yeah. release. Like, as, as the time that this episode airs, it's, like, across, I don't know what the screen count is, but, I mean, it's, like, one of the top three or four releases in terms of screens, which is crazy because, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is kind of like, a, I don't want to say it's a smaller movie because the scope of it sounds huge. But it is one of those movies, like, you know, that it seems to kind of get that groundswell. Hopefully people find it. Um, I, I Yeah, I can't wait to see this for sure. I just saw the budget um, for
2: it is which is insane right. for what they pulled off. Like when you, there's mm-hmm. so much practical so Everybody stuff.
0: says, yeah. yeah. Yep. Every review kind of points that out.
2: And really creative fight choreography, which is another thing that you sort of I don't know, even the best of a lot of the kind of action movies we see these days that are just full of CGI and, you know, right. you, you you sort of tune out sometimes the fight scenes. Like every now and then they'll yeah. be done so well that you really you really notice them. Like I remember in Shang-Chi, we all felt like the fights in that had had were part of like the emotional power of that movie but so often that's where it's pixels versus pixels and you're not invested and this had a lot of really fun stuff both for these actors to do but just the way like you know this one guy gets socked with a a very funny weapon and he just goes flying through the air like twirling around in the air and it's just like they, they don't miss an opportunity to be to like push it you know what I mean? Visually yeah. and and in terms of what they're doing filmically. So, um, I, you know, I, I guess I'm just saying, even if a person thought this movie had flaws that they couldn't get past, I think the creativity of it would keep you invested just to see just to see what they're going to throw at you because they keep adding new ideas right. late into this movie.
1: Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I man, guess I like I, I cannot wait to see that movie, <laughs> man. Cannot wait. Um, with A24's release cycle, you know, it's... Like, I feel like because this has a little more buzz, it feels like it's not going to come out quite as fast as the the movie we're going to talk about in a bit. But yeah, I'm so excited about seeing it. I'm really excited. I might buy a physical copy of this movie. Like, that's how bad (laughs) I want to see this. I bought a copy of Spider-Man. Probably going to buy a copy of this movie. Because they do it really big with A24 releases now. Like, they have, like, these, like, kind of... uh, it's almost made out of tweed. This these tweed mm-hmm. sort of. Have you yeah, seen those? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh my yeah. god, man! It's like these bookcases, bookcase releases. So, I think I'm gonna probably look into that, man. I love Michelle, and I love what the Daniels do. So, it's exciting. Cool.
0: Well, you you kind of mm-hmm. gave us our transition there, Ronald. The uh, so yeah, a twenty four because they did that one too right john like they did the yeah that's their title and now uh going over to x which is yeah it seems like this is the kind of thing where both having debuted at south by you know it's kind of crazy like the different ways they choose to release movies the planning behind it you know the windows again the 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 theatrical windows it's they're so different Mm -hmm. and some of these studios have that flexibility it seems where they kind of they kind of let, let it happen and see what happens and then kind of go with it. Like X came out not even a month ago. And, um, you know, and like I said, there, there, this is available now through a video on demand. And even earlier in this week, they did like a special kind of uh digital screening of the film, yeah. uh, on Tuesday, which they've been doing for a lot of their films. Like I know they did one for like, uh, the green night and they did one for like Zola, mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of like their last hurrah, it seems, before they go ahead and let it go out digitally for rental or for purchase. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we finally got to see this because the buzz around it was really positive, especially in a lot of the people that I follow, like on Twitter, like the horror people that I really kind of value, a lot of their opinions, um, a lot of horror filmmakers were kind of praising this film. And especially because Ty West like hadn't really made a film in a while. He'd been doing a lot of like TV episodes and series and things like that so um it was very interested to see this movie um and i don't know what what did you i know ron um john you talked about it before but like ron what did you think of it
1: yeah um so you know texas chainsaw is the first thing that comes to mind when i when i saw the trailer and everything that it oh everything from the location uh how it looks like it was shot and yeah the subject matter and you know the age group of the people there but you know it, it it's almost like it took that as a like a base understanding of what horror was and, and it elevated it in some cool ways like you know it wasn't it wasn't perfect at all to me but i was engaged it was a slow burn movie like john said i remember specifically him saying that and me being mentally preparing myself for the slow burn which. Isn't a bad thing when I hear him say that, you know, I'm like, okay, well that just means that I'm going to have to wait a little longer to get to the, to the crazy, the stuff that'll make my heart race a little bit. And you know, the world building that it did, you know, you're just kind of stepping into the world and this, these characters heading towards this, this uh, stay, this, this place that they're staying at. I started to like everybody, every character, (laughs) even the ones that didn't talk quite as much, I was invested. So when the chaos happened, I was like, man, this this is effective enough that, like, I'd show it to somebody else. I'm probably going to watch it again. Um, And I thought that it was shot in such a cool way that, you know, those those like. Those those like really far away shots where you're watching something happen from a distance, like Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen those since like 70s horror films, like, you know, just having something happen very far away and just letting it breathe like, like those shots were like two minutes long you know i i fucking love that stuff it's it it let everything breathe and so when the chaos started to happen it felt so like oh my god this is fucking their lives up this these people are getting hurt that feels uh, you know so in the end i with the ending that it had and you know i guess we could talk, talk about that if we want to spoil it down you know at, at the end but i thought it was solid and and you know i I want to see what Ty West has next for this whole world. I'm, I'm, I was impressed. I I, I I did not know why I liked it so much. It, I, I could, <laughs> can't put my finger on it. It was it was funny. It was gross a little bit. It was the the the, the some of the characters that were introduced to are like what the fuck is happening? Like you looking at their faces, like what what? <laughs> Aaron, the whole time Aaron's looking at one of the characters, it's like this this is crazy. <laughs> like what? What is happening with this character? You know, it's just, talking about the
2: makeup on certain characters, because I thought that makeup, was an interesting choice yeah, the, that I
1: still am trying
2: to figure out what the purpose, what the reason for that choice was. But I think I get it, but right. I also wonder if there was more to that. I, you know, maybe, maybe yeah, if, they, if I, they continue this movie with prequels and stuff, it'll make more sense <laughs> that, that certain yeah. characters are are wearing makeup, you know.
1: And it's only one thing that bothers me about the prosthetic. It's not even that the prosthetic looks bad it's like we've been around people that were a little older you know like in they don't their, look like a
2: melted candle
1: <laughs> not like, just that but like the way they move like a, yeah. a, a person that's 80 isn't going to be like isn't going to pick up something like this and then put it that's not how it works like if everything is kind of labored and it's joint pain and the, you know, it's it's like none of that was considered see, for the see, physicality I, of this. I
2: I think that's an interesting thing, Ronald, Ronald because I thought about the same thing with regard mm-hmm. to this, and I was like, was the point that these old people were unusually like because that that can be scary—an old person who's who's un, unexpectedly. Strong and Hale and Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Or was it a choice yeah, based yeah. on what they might need to do with certain actors or even just what they expect certain actors to do in this movie? It might be yeah. easier to say, let's just get a you know an actor who can do stunt work and put makeup on them rather than have <laughs> shift back and forth between an old person and a stunt person. I don't know. Right, so I could right. see a lot of reasons why they would do that. And I didn't know if you guys had, and obviously we want to hear your thoughts on the movie, but maybe you guys, what do you think the reason for that choice was, was, you
0: know, what was that? <laughs>
1: Steve, I really want to know you, your opinion on this. I, I mean,
0: I really liked it. I mean, I, I don't know you that know. I liked, I don't know that I loved it. Like I thought I might get knocked out by it just from what I had been reading um, without like kind of trying to spoil anything for myself. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I thought the, I thought it looked amazing. I, I really liked um, just some of the way it was shot and some of the, you know, the blocking and you had mentioned like some of those faraway shots that there's a shot, like when, um, when Mia Goth's character's like is in that lake. And you kind of see the the, the gator kind of coming up. Just an amazing shot. And not just an amazing shot, but like great setup for, you know, stuff that happens later in the movie. And I think that's one of the things I liked most about it is that like, you know, at the core of it, it's really just like a slasher movie. And a pretty gnarly one and, you know, pretty, pretty violent. And um, there's a lot of conversation happening earlier in the movie little like lines of dialogue or like set pieces that you see that really do set up what, uh, what comes of some of these, what becomes of some of these characters, you know, in terms of the way they're, they're killed. Um, so I, I like that. And, um, I liked pretty much all the performances in it. I think it was cool to see, uh, kid Cudi actually have like a character to, to be in a movie. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, th- I saw he was a producer on the movie too. Um, but uh Yeah,
2: he was good I mean he, he, yeah, played I, thought a, he I thought I, I really did think a believable the guy movie. like in this world yeah. the 70s and yeah. he's yeah. he's playing the kind of stud in the movie I thought yeah. he had a believable kind of guy who was yeah. like maybe hadn't like maybe kind of thinks with his dick you know no pun intended in this more n- no no joke intended in this movie because it does have like you know dick jokes in it but I just felt <laughs> like there was something kind of endearing about his character like, he was, like, kind of a sweet lug compared to uh, what you might be expecting from, like, the, mm. the, the the lead in a porno film. But he clearly right. was, you know, very confident in his abilities and just didn't consider yeah. that anybody could be acting, you know. That he, that, um, and I thought the movie was very frank about that side of it in a way that movies aren't off. I mean, you know, a lot of movies would film around a porno thing and they would sort of skirt around some of the things that this movie yeah. kind of dives into, which is, that, like, the dynamics of just people that are that are actually going to fuck in a minute. You know what yeah. I mean? They're hanging yeah. out right now yeah. and they're not like boyfriend, girlfriend, but they're going to have to do this. And oh, we're going to set up the camera. And, you know, yeah. it, I, you sort of believed the scenario as heightened yeah. as it was.
1: Something something that really struck me was like the women in the the movie. Like they, they weren't, they didn't feel weak or like victims in a way before, you know, obviously yeah. before the, the craziness started. Like but there's like a lot of like, Cool stuff about dynamic, you know. Like, I guess I, uh, there would have been this version ver- X in 1970. All the women would have been like, "Oh, you broke my heart because I, I, I love you and you don't love me back." And you know, the, it, the dynamic would have been different. I feel
2: well, there's like, one character who kind of has that role of being the heartbroken one, and I think yeah, you're right yeah. that they, they, they did. It did feel like they were playing around with like who's the most yeah, sensitive was- or who's the most vulnerable here, you know.
0: <laughs> In the yeah, I mean for the, the most I part, mean, they, they they totally dominate the film. Like mm-hmm. yes, in the, the, the twist women, that
1: I, yeah, the twist that happened in the movie w- had nothing to do with the murders, right? To me. Right, right. Well, well you're the, right. That twist, that twist that happened fucked me up b- worse than any murder that I saw. And, and you could feel the tension kind of uh what like oh oh that's this is cool. This is cool because it's empowering, but god damn it this is going to shift the dynamic of this whole crowd. It, it, you know, it's just, it's just real cool stuff like that. It just, it's a fun movie that I'd probably watch with more people. Like it feels like a crowd movie, you know, it's weird enough. Like it has like the sex and the violence and the, the setup. I'd watch it with a couple people. I feel like I'd show it to, you know, a friend or something and be like, oh, okay, this is, you know, we, you probably like this, you know, it's a little, gets a little weird, but yeah, you probably like this. But I feel uh, like,
0: I feel like once it, yeah, like you, you mentioned when I'd asked you what you thought of it just for, before I watched it, like, it, it does feel like, I, I don't even know that I th- so much thought that it was slow at all. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, but I do agree that like, mm-hmm. once it hits, it really just runs to the end yeah. and you know, which I, I actually thought was pretty awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I liked how it picked up once it, you know, once you get the first kill going, and I feel mm. like I also really appreciate it like when those kills are happening, It, like there, there, there's nothing being hidden at that point. You know what right. I mean? For the most part.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like all
0: the, all the cards are on the table and you kind yeah. of like suspect certain things. And it's like, I think, I think that's one of the things it does a little, I don't want to, I don't know differently, but I, I think that that's kind of the angle that it's going is that like what we can see uh, that doesn't look right is not right you know what i mean and it's like that's really what comes through and is like what's happening and i love that first kill um brutal way it's shot and like the color lighting of like the the headlights of the car little things like that and i think honestly like that's where a lot of the Ty west stuff i'm kind of mixed on some of his films but i mean i can't deny that he does have some interesting you know ways of shooting certain scenes and and i think there's a there's a handful of them in this movie that some in some way feel like very classic classic like horror um yeah. setup and shots but like some of them feel kind of fresh and different and um yeah. specifically that that first kill stands out to me um yeah especially because there's a couple couple setups with that character that are, that felt like a bit of a misdirect and then you know for it to happen the way it does uh yeah that was pretty cool actually Well, I mean, I think you're right, Steve,
2: that it's exactly what it looks like. When they pull up and you're like, well, this isn't going to go well. It doesn't go well in the ways that you thought. And I don't think so much thinking that the movie's a slow burn... And thinking it's a slow movie. I I I think you're right, Steve. It's not that it's a slow movie. And I was even going to say this earlier when Ronald was talking about the slow burn. It's like you tell someone a movie's a slow burn, not so much to make them think, oh, it's going to be boring in the first part, but to let them know that there's some point where it's on. (laughs) Yeah. And that's kind of what you were alluding to, Steve, is that like there is a back half or back third or whatever it is of this movie that is like, oh, now it's on and yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't stop from that point. And at that point, the, the sort of creepiness of the scenario, it kind of ebbs and flows depending on the staging of the kills. A couple of the kills I thought were so sudden that it was like, oh, that, that wasn't a scary, like the first kill that you were just talking about is a scary moment as well as yeah. a yeah. gory moment and a sad moment. Some of the other kills feel like, oh, the punctuation of this moment is just boom and the character's dead. And it doesn't have that sense of making you sort of feel it and in fact i if i was going to criticize something about the movie i would say and i think i even said before that i had i i wanted maybe the creativity of the kills and the memorability of the kills to to be as as like the first one is the most memorable one, I guess, and maybe you want that, but I also think sometimes you look back and you go, okay, well, maybe the one with the girl in the water is pretty memorable. I mean, there's different ones that are memorable, but for different reasons. Um, But so, yeah, I think it's just, it's visually interesting, and as you said, that helps you. You mentioned the long shots, Ronald. There's a shot of, of her just walking back and forth in between the two houses that is like, it takes the time to kind of make you understand the staging of the place, but it's just like a long shot of someone walking in a field. All of that stuff does feel like there's something that Ty West is doing that's that he, like he has something on his mind or he has some something that he's doing on purpose that that is very creative and different in this movie but the ways that it does fall into the rhythm of as you said steve just like a solid slasher movie i think yeah. horror fans i think we kind of like that i think that almost gets more points Definitely. than you would think when a movie just dares to be yeah let's throw characters into a creepy scenario and then pick them off <laughs> like yeah you don't really need too much more than that now this movie <laughs> does try to give you a little bit more than that but uh, you don't need too much yeah. more
1: i like that the superpower is just deception i'm a i'm a big fan of like i love supernatural killers but i also love just deception being it like Mm -hmm. just like being quiet enough that a person can't hear you or or like not being seen in a space like i'm i'm so good with that Mm -hmm. i'm actually better with that than like Somebody lifting somebody up by their neck and talking, yeah. You know I, that stuff is so weird to me. Like, you know, I I like the way that it handled it, and it it's that you're right. There are the the, the kill. I think you're talking about. I kind of love if you're talking about the one I think you're talking about. When you said a boom, I'm like, if well, that's the a, this movie has a couple I, boom I, deaths in
2: it. I, th- there's uh, there's one boom death that is like, oh my god, that was unexpected. That's different from the one I'm thi- well. There's there's a couple of booms. This movie has a a boom and a kaboom. Maybe,
1: <laughs> yeah. So one thing that's super weird. So um, one thing that's really interesting about it is the and this is not true of every movie that I watch. So the the movie volume is about here, right? So it forces you to kind of turn the TV up, mm-hmm. right? You lean the in. deaths are here. Yeah. So what winds up happening is, by default, it doesn't matter. What the kit was, in my setup, I didn't. I didn't watch it downstairs. I watched it in the uh, the living room. Still, because every death was loud, I was automatically like, "Holy shit!" I was, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what the death was. It could have been somebody hitting a corner in and in a loud boom from that. Crack. It, <laughs> it, it scared the shit out of me, and I thought I, I love that about it, and it's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that feels like a '70s hard trick too. Just to be like, let's just ramp up the, you know what I mean?
0: Ah, almost when something crazy happens.
1: Yeah, man, I, I, I enjoy it. I feel
0: like they, they they all have that sense of like suddenness to them. Like mm-hmm. none none of them yeah. really have that long, with the, the exception of maybe the first one. But yeah. even that, when it happened, when it happens, it it's like sudden. And you yeah. know, like all of the kills in this movie have that element of. I don't I'm don't, not not surprised but it's just it's so sudden like there's not like somebody being chased down and they finally get caught by the killer you know as right. in most slashers you know I feel like yeah. all of them happen and it's and, and in most cases they're happening in exchanges between the characters and those doing the killing
2: right you know it's yeah. not
0: even like they're just they don't see what's around <laughs> them like they're literally uh yeah. you know interacting with uh another character that is is going to be their demise uh which is it, it's cool like again i didn't love it but yeah. i did really like it and it is something and, and and something that i would definitely it is one of those that i would like easily re-watch like i would yeah. put that mm-hmm. on no no problem and and i would recommend it for sure um because it does feel like, you know, we've gotten some really good horror movies recently, you know, and I want to just try to amplify that because I just want more. So, like, if you're yes. slasher, like, everything that's being said, slasher, even the Texas Chainsaw, you know, comparisons, Ty West, uh, it's just the cast is great. Uh, we didn't mention Brittany Snow, uh, Martin Henderson. They're um, I think everybody's really great. good.
2: Martin Henderson um, yeah. is, is funny. I, I love that he just, like, is he wearing like cowboy boots and and like bikini briefs at one part yes
0: yes (laughs) he's great i love him i love no but i I love that that that
2: character would do that That he'd be like yeah of course
0: he would yeah 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 yeah
2: and then later kid Cuddy kind of has a similar moment where he's like well here let me put some underwear on before i leave with you you know that's a pretty funny (laughs) moment
0: a silhouette moment yeah uh but yeah so that's you know I don't know if you're going to find it in theaters. I, I actually tried to find it. If it was still playing anywhere around here, it's pretty much pooled. So if mm. you can, it may be in a theater by uh, near you. Um, I, I will say, like, we won't get into the spoilers of, of anything, but um, the digital release that we were able to see is not or did not have the the post, uh, the teaser thing uh in it uh in the post-credit sequence so um i did i did seek that out in in other social media channels to find it
1: excuse me
0: did you see it ronald not yet. Uh, I have to send it to you. Okay, I'll send it to you. Okay. What did you oh, think, Steve?
2: Good. I thought it was like, when I was walking out of the theater, it kind of wrecked the vibe that I had been, that I the movie left me with a vibe and that kind I, of made me feel funny about like, okay, well, I'm, I guess I'm interested, but it didn't really fit the way I felt at the end of the movie, if that makes any sense. like,
0: So yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I'll say my first response to watching it was like, I thought maybe it was like one of those fake trailers that played during Grindhouse. Yeah, it felt like a joke. Like that's what it felt like to me, but apparently it's not, and it's like a real thing that may or may not come t- t- out yeah. <laughs> soon. But I don't know. Uh, just to say, if I don't know if it'll be available, you know, elsewhere or if maybe the movie's uh, not so great performance. I mean, it wasn't made for a lot of money, and I think it it, it did in the teens box office okay. so far. I think mm-hmm. it'll do really well on VOD, actually. I think so, so too.
2: I think people are curious uh, about me... it for the same reasons you said. It's like horror yeah. buffs are going to be curious about what Ty West is doing back yeah, totally. in the genre. And I, I don't know how many people are like me that maybe liked his first movie or two and then sort of cooled on him. But this does yeah. feel like it's inching back towards that feeling of why you might have found this guy exciting if you're a horror fan. For um, sure. But it's not like a total home run. But I don't know. There's a lot of movies that we enjoy that are, are not total home runs when it comes to this genre. So
0: yeah so yeah it's on uh, on demand by the time this podcast
1: comes out
2: um what else did anyone see <clears throat> what else
1: um i I just wanted to talk about another 824 film uh I think we talked about it or maybe I talked about it slightly before uh the Sean Baker movie uh red rocket hmm. um man I, it's it's one of It kind of snuck up on me, man. It's like a it's a movie about like a former porn star starring Simon Rex, like a a guy that can't do anything right. Like one of those people, you know, you meet somebody like can't do right. He can't can't get himself out of this situation. And he basically goes back to his hometown and. Is his hometown has his 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 wife and uh, his family. And he is still kind of married. He has a drug addiction. It's a strange movie, man, but it feels like very lived in. It feels like his other film, The Florida Project, the way that, you know, that movie just feels like a slice of life. It feels Mm -hmm. like a slice of life of a former porn star who is bigger in his mind than he ever was and is trying to get himself back out into the world, uh, trying to make a name for himself. And he has an idea of uh, recruiting a woman that he thinks is really pretty, and he kind of falls in love with. He's like, you know, I'll I'll get you into the business of porn, and we can rise to the top together. And that's that's like the craziest fucking premise for a film ever. It is, but it it works somehow. Like it works. It um his his love interest is played by Susanna Sung. Um, I haven't really seen her in much, but it's 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 a real special movie man it feels very like worth checking out if you want to feel a little dirty <laughs> uh but you you don't want to actually jump in any dirt <laughs> watch red rocket it's like a porn it's, theme it's with it's...
2: uh with x you know like there's yeah, a porn man. thing going through
1: these uh, i was keep man, it going i, gonna, talk I, I was gonna mention
0: minx let's keep board. this train rolling uh yes yeah yeah we we uh we finally got uh got to checking this out i i I've heard good things about it, and anything Jake Mm -hmm. Johnson's in, I try to watch. Um, So good, but uh, I, I just I think it's another kind of I don't know notch in the belt for HBO Max or HBO Originals. Like I think they're really doing something special there. I mean, I know HBO has that reputation, that history in terms of the quality of their you know the series or the well documented all the stuff they put out. Um, but this is like another one that I just think that the Max Originals are like just consistently. Mm. I mentioned last week, like them and Apple, like the the, the series are just like so solid and so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, we finally got around to watching Minx, which I think uh, the finale, uh, the final two episodes are out now. I haven't watched the final two episodes at the time of this recording, but um, we kind of went through the first eight. And um, I kind of love the show. I mean, I don't really Jake yeah. Johnson is one of the only. Actors I really recognize in the, in the show. I'm trying to think if anybody L- Lennon else Lennon Parnum is on there. She's a, a, oh, yeah, yeah, a great yeah, yeah. improviser. That's She's right. That's right. She's things. the sister. Um, but yeah, Lennon and Jake. I don't know. But uh, just it's basically just this story about how this uh, feminist kind of pairs up, trying to get her own magazine published, kind of pairs up with Jake Johnson's. He's a, a porn publisher um, and <laughs> kind of just kind of make their... their their roads cross and he helps her get her magazine or her views out. And she helps him kind of crack the code in terms of, uh, getting into a whole new market for, uh, magazines geared towards women with like male nudity and things like that. So the show is really funny. It's again, like that 70s theme, the way it's shot, the way it looks, just some of the, what we mentioned about X, um, is in the show as well. But yeah, I don't know, just a really entertaining, really fun, funny. And, uh, you know, it's got, it's got some heart too, it as well, which I think is just like a nice mix of everything. But for me really like Jake Johnson, I, I, I wish he was in it more. I just love everything he's in, but, uh, yeah, yeah he's great. Just another great series, I think. And definitely a definite recommend for me. Um, Again, that's on on uh, HBO Max. This, the the all ten episodes are available at the time that this podcast will be coming out.
2: Cool. You just cool. you just may have like we're looking for another show to binge over here. So that
0: sounds like yeah. A- I think solid, yeah, I man. think you
1: both would love it, man. It's, it's so good. good. I'm I'm like four episodes in. A, in um, I try to watch at least three episodes of every HBO thing that comes out. But we were kind of saying at the rate that they're putting out stuff, yeah, it's hard to keep up. Like they are pumping these things out. Um, yeah, it's it's I'm, crazy,
0: and I mean, like the, the lead in it, her name, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ophelia, Ophelia? Ophelia L- L- Lovibond, uh, what an mm. amazing name, but uh, she's great, and it also, I don't really know her from, I don't recognize her for anything, but apparently, she was in Guardians of the Galaxy,
1: yeah, she okay. played that character Karina, Karina, yeah. Dwight, yeah,
2: oh, was she the one like that he was with before? Yeah. yeah, like the story yeah. got started. The one he forgot was on the ship. Is that her? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yep.
0: But yeah, she's great. She plays the lead, Joyce. Um, she's so good. Great. Yeah, she's really good, man. I knew her I watched
2: Jake... her from somewhere when I saw that image. The, the, you know, uh, the, series okay. yeah, image. Yeah,
1: yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Her and Jake's dynamic on screen, like, so good, man.
2: Him playing a '70s porn publisher feels like okay. Yeah, right. I mean, that's it's like peak a sh- jig Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. Perfect.
0: Yeah, I would say his, his, his their relationship is great in the show, but him and uh, his like secretary assistant Tina in the show, like yeah. their relationship is my favorite. Like in the show, mm. like yeah. they're so good together. And if you've only seen through four episodes, you probably don't see it quite yet. But it really kind okay. of. Developed. It gets better, okay. Yeah, like they're they're so cool. good together. Um yes, but yeah. What else? What else, is, guys? Anything else you want to mention or I'm having good. watched? I think that's
2: it for me, man. Um, next week, uh, Batman is out, right? Or the Batman is out on. Yes, on I cannot Stormers wait everywhere. to talk
1: to you guys about it. I haven't seen it.
2: I'll just tell you guys a funny thing. My my son went to see it the second time with his friends. Mm-hmm. He got together with a bunch of friends to go see it. And um, he said, you know, it was fun to see it a second time, but that his friends weren't as mm. into it as he had been. And so it felt kind of long by the time it was over. But what I really loved about it was he told me that one of his friends said that it was mid. But another of his friends told him it was heat.
1: I love that word. That it was, was heat. It was okay. heat. Yeah. Oh he was like, yeah he it was like, yeah. Mid is such a funny name. I know. Funny I just thought it was really funny this. that those are the re- so, two, two of the reviews yeah. are
2: mid and heat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I, I'm, I'm not as cool as these eighth graders. I could never have put it that
0: succinctly, you know i can't wait to watch Damn. it again man i'm like so yeah. pumped to w- I'm, I'm like trying to build aaron up like i want her to be excited to watch so she's a, she's a little like hesitant because it's a little i don't know the way i described it to her it's like a little heavier a little darker right and she she I doesn't really like stuff. love that but i mean i think that's why i loved it I I, I I like the more it sits with me the more i love it i think
2: it's and- interesting that it's more dark in some ways more grounded but if you read the comics it's more like the comics than the Christopher Nolan version so in a weird way I feel like I was misled by all the it's the darkest it's it's darker and even the marketing because as a fan of some of the comic stories it's pulled from yeah I I felt more at home with its treatment of the character rather than like it's being pulled more towards like the cool zone of like being made into a movie but it's just so it's just the fact that some of the best Batman stories are are sort of like crime stories, you know. So they, they do they do make themselves into grounded movies reasonably well, you know. So yeah. anyway, no, we'll talk. I'll
0: I'll say all that again next week
1: when we talk about it Yeah, you
0: know, we should definitely <laughs> finally talk about it. We we didn't really spend too much time on it.
1: Yeah, I did I didn't see. I'm so so excited about it. so it's the 18th or the 19th. Is it, it gonna be on, on HBO? Monday? I think
0: Monday on HBO. Mo-
1: why Monday? That's such a good. It's great that it's on a Monday. I'm pretty
0: sure they said Monday. The thing yeah. I saw. Yeah. yeah, I, say, yeah the 18th. I, think the, I think it said the 18th. Yeah. You
1: know what else that's comes out Monday? such a weird day to release what comes
0: out Monday.
2: First two episodes of Better Call Saul's last season
0: come out Monday. Really? Yeah. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. So we, we've got that's a whole exciting. bunch of stuff to talk about We've got about some fun time. stuff to next week. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Cool. Uh-huh. Anything else you want to mention, guys? I
2: think that's it, man
1: for me at least
2: i wish this was like severance and i could just blink and it would be next week and
0: we'll be
1: talking about the stuff we just (laughs) we just turn off our podcast
0: part and just uh, come back on Mm -hmm. uh moviesmovie.com is the website you can hit us up there find all the uh, past episodes you can stream the episodes right on that site or jump into your podcast platform of choice to subscribe get notifications for future episodes and obviously, we do have a YouTube channel as well. If you want the video experience, the the uh, visual element of the show, you can go to the YouTube channel. Uh, what is it, Ronald? YouTube.com slash movie movie podcast. Movie movie podcast. Movie movie podcast. Only movie one time movie podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and if you subscribe there, trying to build that subscriber count, go ahead and subscribe. Oh, hit on, that bell, subscribe. get the notification. Look and at our uh, pretty faces
2: when you listen to us.
0: you'll be able to see what i referenced earlier which is ronald's face when he said his name at the top of the episode right yeah yeah. Uh, those are the little delights you get if you hit up the youtube channel um all right cool guys i need to trim my beard that's something that really
2: should have happened before this but no no time no time you only have
0: so much time john you only have so much time (laughs) um cool i'll see you guys next week as always you've made our day thanks
1: Bye. That was good. You You know know what I I realized, John? I, I don't know if I recorded the episode. I did.